Welcome to the battle. Same bet lot, same bet channel. Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, February the 21st. We are coming to you from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. And joining me today, we're shorthanded, but that's all right. In the room, we've got David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. K-Dub with Mopots417 on Instagram. And Jen is in... Where is she? She's in Austin, She's in isn't Austin, she? Texas, yeah. yeah. Having a good time. I'd love to go to Austin, Living Texas. Living it up. She's duck. It's much warmer there than it is here. It's kind of nasty here. But that's all right. We are going to do what we do even without her this week. So let's start off by taking a look at the top five movies at the box office last weekend. Number one was Alita Battle Angel. Debuted in the top spot. Made $28.25 million. I heard some folks saying, well, that's kind of low for as much money as they put into that. And some folks saying, oh, no, that's pretty good. We're happy to take it. Thanks. Um, but making just shy of thirty million dollars in its first week. Have any? Have you seen it? Has anybody seen it? Uh, heard? I haven't heard word of mouth. I haven't. I, the people I've talked to seem to enjoy it. Um, I think that's a little low for the budget, right? I think. Uh, but I think they were tracking, expecting a lot lower yeah, than that. It, even, if so. it's able to, like, I don't know, carry over a few weeks and hopefully have a pretty sizable overseas haul. Uh, we might see a second one, but I can't imagine if if it's it's probably on pace to hit maybe like eighty to ninety domestic. So, right. yeah, there's a lot of tough competition coming up. It's it's not great. Yeah, I, yeah, it seems to be. Again, I'm not spoken with anyone who's seen it. The online response very similar, like you said, with when you look at you know Rotten Tomatoes, and it's about fifty percent. That means that. Some people really love it, yeah. some people really don't, and that's kind of been the whole... Audience scores are pretty high for yeah, it. Yeah, that's been kind of the social media discussion, is either people really loved it or they really didn't. There hasn't been a whole lot of, it was fine, it was yeah. okay, none of that. So. That's good. That means that uh, quite a few people will be uh, enticed by this movie and enjoy it. So yep. see if you're one of those ones. That's right. <laughs> Singular ones. <laughs> Uh, the Lego Movie 2 slid to number two, made another $21 million, uh, probably held up a little better than expected in the second week. I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of direct competition, but after kind of a disappointing opening weekend, I think folks are kind of expecting it to fall a little further than it did, but stayed uh, above $20 million for the second week, yeah. so that's not terrible. Good word of mouth, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably be our movie on our list here that stays here for several weeks. Yeah, it sticks around for six 15, weeks. 15, 18, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, I, I mean, mean, I hope it plucks away. It's 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 very good, and uh, I would hate for this to be the last Lego movie. I like when things kind of, like, die. Right. Uh, this, is, this is a really fun, cool, funny movie, so hopefully people continue to show up and... I want the Lego movie part three. <laughs> I, I love them. And what will they do with that third movie? I imagine they'll build a bunch of awesome set pieces. And, then <laughs> and they will, yeah. the characters will interact with said set pieces. Cannot wait. It will be, uh, <laughs> it will be something. Uh, at number three, debuting at number three, taking in 14 and a third million dollars, Isn't It Romantic? With Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Uh, that is... 
it opened on Wednesday, so that might be a slightly inf- – no, that's not an inflated number. I just looked at the three-day weekend, so that is – I know, yeah. It, it did it, better yeah. overall than yeah. just this number. Yeah, absolutely. And we did not – and just you know, as a caveat on this, uh, these are just the three-day weekend numbers. We did not include President's Day in that because not everybody's off on President's Day, so – Anyhow, uh, what men want dropped to number four, made another ten and two thirds million dollars. Again, not heard anybody that's yeah, seen that's, it, so don't that's know. Good for that movie, I would imagine. Yeah, I was oh, gonna yeah. say they're probably their budget happy could have been thirty yeah. million. So, uh, and Happy Death Day to You debuted at number five, earned just under ten million, nine and a half million dollars. Did you see the second? I'm actually going to see it okay. in two days, so I cannot wait to discuss it two weeks after it comes out. Uh, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard it's not scary at all. Like no. this, this one really goes more campy. Yeah, it goes plays campy to the and fun and silly. So, and, and the first one wasn't really scary at all. Right. Like there's the first couple startling moments, but yeah, if if a person's dying over and over again, there's it not a lot of loses tension it. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited to see this. I wish it would have done better. Although 9.5 million is right around its budget. So. Yep. Absolutely. It's working with profit now. I still think they missed the opportunity by not opening that Groundhog Day weekend. Yeah, that would it be. Seems kind of odd that they waited two weeks, but well, uh, yeah, maybe they thought. I'm sure, there'll be a third. Yeah, I they'll do so. it on Groundhog so. Day next year. Happy uh, Death Day three. If you're listening, to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, because you got to work the three in as part of it. So how would you? Where would you put the happy? Happy Death with the E being at three. You know what I want? Happy I want Happy Death Day three, spelled T H R three three. Or just T H R three, I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll have to work it out. I think death, <laughs> I think you death. I think the E in death is where you throw the three, maybe, and separate it that way. Happy D three day to you. I don't I'd know. watch it still. Uh, the rough start to 2019 continues. It's the worst three day President's Day weekend at the box office in 15 years. Wow. Business has been down a little bit at the start of this year. I'm certain it will pick up as we move into the summer but i think there really wasn't a there, there good was, offering this yeah weekend. there was well there there hasn't really been since this, the first of the year it's all been buoyed by carryover business from aquaman and spider-man and even to an extent bohemian rhapsody was still hanging around so late in the yeah. year and i mean it's just kind of late 2018 stuff is what's really carried into 2019 so if you don't have something good to offer people aren't going to show up this seems like what i'm used to a uh, a beginning of a year with yeah. movies i'm used to like nothing really good coming out for a while and then around march that starts to pick up so and it's only been in the last couple of years we've that trend has been bucked a little bit when yeah. you've had like the deadpools and the black panthers and stuff with their february release dates but not and i'm, I'm and not used not to that at all this no. used to be a dumping ground so uh there have been three or four kind of bright spots, but uh, overall, this seems pretty typical at this time of year. Yep. Yeah, I want to say, I think over the next couple months is when we're looking at spending movie money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got... Well, Captain Marvel's, what, two weeks away? Yeah. And that really kind of kicks it off? That's Almost our... every month we have a Marvel movie yeah. coming out for three months. <laughs> or, or a Disney movie of some sort. Yeah. If, you, if you expand it just a little bit, open that br- umbrella just a little wider, a Disney movie uh, every month for the next you know six months to 
well, even we got Frozen in November. I'm sure there'll be something in Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is Christmas time. So yeah, the rest of the year we've got something Disney related. This is all just chum right here to <laughs> attract moviegoers in March. Just to yeah, get you get your appetite built up. It's kind of like uh, having a salad before you hit the buffet. Yeah, it's this, like this is the salad. There are a bunch of movies that have come out this year that I've been pretty excited to see, but nothing that's that I'm really day one ready to go to. Seven yeah. the Lego movie, but enough about that. <laughs> uh, after last fall's success with Halloween, uh, Blumhouse is currently exploring new movies in the Scream and Hellraiser franchises. Hmm. With the recent announcement that Blumhouse will be involved with the new films using the universal horror movie monsters, creatures, film catalog, whatever you want to call it, including uh, director Lee Wanell's uh, The Invisible Man, Blumhouse seems to be kind of cornering the horror market at this point. You know, for a while we had a bunch of small, uh, like Platinum Dooms and a bunch of small studios that kind of everybody had their horror. And if somebody got a hold of an IP on the cheap, they would go yeah. throw those movies out. But it seems like Blumhouse is kind of like, you know, we know what we're doing here. We'll just take this over. Y'all make something else. Well... I really love that studio. It's one of my favorite, more kind of independent studios. Mm-hmm. That and uh, A24. Right. Those two, they they put out some really awesome work. And for such a small budget, like right. their movies, and that's, that's something that I think with the horror genre, uh, you end up spending too much money. Uh, it kind of takes you out of it once you're seeing all these like CGI elements added to it. Like if if you can visually tell that something's fake, it completely destroys any sort of scaring technique. So with Blumhouse keeping all their their like prices very very low, there's a lot of authentic elements to it. It just seems a little more realistic, and that suits horror quite a bit. There's nothing s- crazy odd looking in their movies. Nothing that's CGI gore, but uh, yeah, they they they've put out some wonderful horror films, and they've kind of started to take over with these low budget movies. And they are kind of you know they've obviously they've been a more modern because they're a fairly new studio, but you know they put out some of the modern stuff. But it looks like if they've they've gone with you know some st- you know the Jordan Peele stuff is all through Blumhouse, yeah. Um, but they dip their toes back in with Halloween, so they're kind of hearkening back to that golden age of 70s 80s horror they've got the rights and they're working with the universal stuff so they've kind of got that traditional you know it seems like they're kind of covering all aspects of they're insidious right Uh, i believe don't quote me on that but i think so okay now i was just trying to think back to like i thought they did insidious and sinister and a lot of movies like that uh which all kind of run together in my head i can't keep them straight but that's what i was Kind of, I was listening to David talking. He's kind of, that's what I was thinking too. It was your line of thinking with him. And I also think of like the movies that say we watched as kids in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, I say we, me, me and you. And uh, what'd you watch in the 70s and 80s? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> but uh, a lot of us are having kids that are getting to that age of appreciating horror right. films. Late, and, mid to late teens. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I mean, people our age are already having grandchildren and stuff like that. But uh, so maybe they let them their kids grow up on the Halloweens and the Friday the 13th, which weren't big budget, you right. know, stuff. And so they have that appreciation for 
movies. Well, like, that's that's the directors and the writers they're getting are people that kind of yeah have grown up with that appreciation for low budget but impactful horror films. And yeah. So yeah, the fact that I just like the fact that they are they aren't just hanging their hat on kind of the newer stuff. They aren't just looking at the remakes and the reboots. They're also, I mean, like I said, they're the only thing that's really missing the 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 crown jewel that's not there is like if they could acquire some of the Hammer stuff, which I know Hammer has tried to become a viable studio again over the last few years. But yeah, you know, that's like the only piece of horror history that they aren't involved in at this point. But um, but yeah, I think it's great. They continue to reward the folks that are doing it right yeah. and doing it well. And it seems like they do kind of, they they're paying attention to what's being put out. It's not like the movies that they're releasing are garbage, right? No, uh, they're very good. They're yeah, they they've kind of. Especially with Halloween, most recently, uh, they've kind of taken a property that's you know it's got a lot of wear on it. There's there's a lot of garbage in that in that franchise, and uh, kind of stripping it back and allowing a couple of people who are very passionate about the story to tell the story, and uh, it was just far more authentic than the last three or four Halloween movies. And on the whole, whenever I go to see uh, a, a film from Blumhouse. I tend to enjoy it. Like they, they're very, very good. And it seems like they're going to more of a creator. They're working with the same creators a lot. It seems like you know it, it, they're 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 less about here's a high concept pitch and more about working with the individuals that kind of get it and let them develop those properties and and kind of work their way up through the the system, almost like the old studio yeah, system, but right? not really. Yeah. Uh, Denny Villanueva's uh, Dune remake. Have you Say been cast in that cast yet? Not yet. I think so we're about the only three call. people that haven't been cast <laughs> in this movie. Uh, it has a release date now. The film is scheduled to open on November 20th, 2020. So 11 20, 2020. According to the director, he has plans to make sequels, but he understands, thank you, or at least he's giving lip service to the idea that you can't make sequels until you make a good first one. So he uh, he does appear to understand that. Um, he says he would like to do more in the series, but again, got to make this first one do really well. He is doing everything he can to stack the deck with the casting piece. So far, he's got... <laughs> Timothy uh, Chalamet, he's got Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Charlotte Rampling, uh, Jason Momoa joined the cast. I saw yesterday uh, David Dasmalchian joined the cast. So, I mean, he's like loading up the cast, certainly. They are not... When they say the budget for this film is X million dollars, we know a good chunk of that is going into the cast, I think, at this point. Yeah, uh, it's really neat to get to see a movie fail as it slowly gets put together. And I want Dune to be great. I don't think it's audiences, so there's no, <laughs> no way audiences are going to like turn up in droves for this movie. Uh, no, well, I, I will say I think it will have a strong first week. It, well, That first weekend will be good, and then I have a feeling... I think it like... It will plummet precipitously. There could not... I don't think it could be the Blade Runner 2049's opening. Right. And Blade Runner 2049 didn't do great. Right. And it had a little more goodwill, than, I think, than Dune. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard of anybody clamoring for a new Dune, but I didn't hear anybody clamoring for another Blade... Well, I won't say nobody. There Once those first images started coming yeah, out, people yeah. were like, oh, okay, this yeah. looks great. Uh, yeah, I He's am, got the cast. He's got a charming cast. 
I bet it will be. I bet it will be good. Like uh, I don't anticipate that being a problem. He's such a talented director, right. and I think he really takes the scripting seriously. But I just I, think that it's going to be awfully hard to translate that material yeah. into a movie. I bet the movie's going to be difficult for general audiences. Yeah. It's going to be really thinky. You're going to need to see it a few times. It's going to be well-structured and put together. It's going to have beautiful set pieces, and general audiences are going to have a hard time with it. Uh, yeah. The and material, there's, there's just so much. Like, David Lynch had, like, a list of all these things. That, <laughs> I was going to say, it can't be worse than the David yeah, Lynch film. Like, you have to know all these facts before the movie. Like, it's, it's a part of it. And there's somebody with a script to uh, stargate the movie, anxiously <laughs> waiting to see how Dune's going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This has a, uh uphill, upward, uphill battle to fight, but... Um, they're stacking their deck, though. They are working as hard as they can to get as many people that you want to see in a movie know. together in a movie. Still are, not enough. Are you, are you a Marvel fan? Because we're going to grab a bunch of those. Are you a DC fan? We're going to grab a bunch of those. We're missing... Who are we missing? We're missing a hard sci-fi. They need a hard sci-fi icon to throw in this. I'm looking at the names, and I'm like... A lot of these are real, like indie film people. Some of them, they yeah. well, or, well, a lot of them have been, but a lot of them have transitioned. I mean, okay, Timothy Chalamet, he's obviously more indie still. Becca Ferguson's still more pretty indie. darn indie. Oscar Isaac is now in Star Wars. He's back and forth. Yeah, Zendaya, uh, she does the smaller stuff, but she's a she's a she's in big movies. She's someone who will put asses in seats. She'll yeah. get that crowd that Spider Man Greatest Showman. Yeah, she's she'll get that. She'll properties. get that crowd. Um, Javier Bardem, uh, more indie, yes, but again, been in a Bond film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Brolin, we know he's all over the map. Dave Bautista, again, been all over the place in the bigger stuff as of late. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård, again, another one who. Indie, but he's yeah, he Thor and Avengers, really. and yeah, he's a good character, and he's yeah, he's playing a good, fun character to play here. Uh, Charlotte Rampling, more indie. Um, she's had a long career though. Jason Momoa, another put asses in seats. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this. It could be a spectacular mess that I'll looks really pretty on it. screen, Cannot or it could be yeah. It. I don't know. We'll I'll have to happens. not watch this one at eleven o'clock at night because I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine for the first time and it started at eleven. So like, <laughs> the, like the opening day title <laughs> cards is like uh, eleven fifteen is when it starts. The movie's <laughs> almost three hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't love it the first time I watched it. <laughs> no. Like this is boring and slow. I can't handle it. Yeah, that was a uh, poor choice. Not a good movie. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a brunch movie where you got all your energy. <laughs> That's a chop it up over three nights movie <laughs> when you don't have to think at all. Speaking of movies, uh, what's coming out in theaters this week? The big release this week is the last installment in the How to Train Your Dragon series, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, early discussion, early buzz has been that it's a fitting end to the series. Yeah. So, um, I'll love the other two. Well. Yeah, hopefully it'll do well. Uh, it sounds like it's uh, trying to go a little. I heard the end's very similar to the end of Braveheart. Yeah, uh, like, wow, say, this is brutal. They sounds like they're going a little out. older. Like they're, take, <laughs> they're taking, uh, they're, they're growing with their crowd. So yes, if it is, oh my God. this is the. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard it compared to the Last Temptation of Christ. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, I've heard that they are trying to age up with their core audience. It sounds like yeah. so it'll be good. I'm sure they'll do well. Could take the top spot. Probably will take the top spot. Oh, I bet you it makes like $50 million. You think at so? At least, I, I don't think. know. The way things have gone, 
I would say forty would be about where Think I would coming land. under. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's I see a, it. It's a big property. They it got is. a lot of stuff. They did some advanced screening stuff too, though. So mm-hmm. they may have taken the. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was a single show in a select number of theaters, but I don't know. I don't know if that. I is think they wanted people to, to at least like normal people to get out there. Word and of have mouth. A, like they're so proud of the movie. They think they did such a good job, and they're comfortable with the material where they're like, "Hey." We'll show some people really early, and you guys can tell them how awesome this really is. I prefer that to nobody gets to see it until yeah. the day of. Uh, you're like holding the, f- the NDA is like the Saturday after it comes out. You got to hold embargo those reviews till then. I don't get how they think that's going to prevent a ton of people from. I know some people won't realize you'll have that first wave of people who go to the theater and are immediately let down. Right. And then the score comes up. It literally gives you a day's head start. Yeah. Sometimes that's make or break for some of these. They, we need that day of profits. Uh, that's the really the only big release this week. So, so how do you think that's what do you think that's going to do to like the Alita and the Lego Movie crowd? Do you think that's going to hit it I enough th- that some of these other three, four, and five jump up a Lego little bit? Movie. I, yeah, I was going to say I would. My guess is it will fit that you know How to Train Your Dragon will finish number one. But I don't know how hard it will hit Lego. And if I look at the other ones on the top five from this past weekend, I could see Lego still staying at number two. It won't be twenty million. I wouldn't be it surprised would be more like, if the lead dropped down to about fifteen. Yeah, that's yeah. I, and I think the Lego movie two could possibly stay above. I don't know. We'll find out. I, I could see it being How to Train Your Dragon, Lego movie, and Alita as your one, two, three. I wouldn't be surprised. We'll yeah. find out. Uh, let's see, this week, let's finish out the month of February here at the Alamo Draft House. This week, you guys have a few screenings coming up. On Thursday night, you got a couple of, I don't know, how, I, I want to say classics, but I th- feel like, I know Glory's a classic. Fargo, is Fargo a classic, though? Totally! I don't know, if, it almost feels, I feel like it's bigger than a cult classic, but I don't know if I would call it like a... I don't know I how don't know. successful it was on its like. Well, yeah, it first wasn't it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it then was. it's definitely yeah. a cult classic. Oh, yeah, yeah it's but it's full on. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, we'll call it a cult classic. So you've got counter programming Thursday night. Yes. You've got a cult classic and a actual bona fide classic. Uh, Fargo at six forty, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good movie. And then Glory at seven twenty, which is. A little less fun. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's a great you're not movie. walking out feeling happy. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to have a skip in your step after this yeah. one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we brought in a couple good ones. Uh, let's see. So you've got that going on on Thursday night, the 21st. If we go to Saturday, the 23rd, again, opening weekend for How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. You guys are doing a family party at yes. 11 o'clock for that one. How does a, What's a family party? How is a family party different than a typical movie party is it just because you're skewing younger or i know in the past you guys have had like specific activities and themed type programming for the kids and families prior to the the showing well we we understand that especially on like opening weekends uh a lot of families do come out uh early for the matinees to come see a movie and get together and what we do with the family parties is we uh let them in about 30 45 minutes early uh, and then we have some stations set up front for like arts and crafts. So there's uh, things that we pair with the movie 
like I believe we're doing a like egg toss. Okay. Uh, and then we have like egg painting, like dragon egg painting, and a couple other things that we're gonna do before the movie starts that just like allows the audience to like engage kind of together, set, yeah. have fun, get ready for the movie. The kids always love it, and we have one of our best hosts on it. And he's great with kids. Uh, it's a it's a lot of. I didn't fun. know you were hosting that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I've hosted one before, and I did just. <laughs> we're, fine. we're asked not to come back to that one. No, they were. It was very nice. Uh, I just felt awkward. Um, uh, my my girlfriend is an elementary school teacher, so she has all those skills, and I am just helpless. I was never around <laughs> young kids. I was right. the youngest, but uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you if you have a couple of youngsters that you want to bring to the movie early and. You want to enjoy a little time together, play around. We have some games and prizes. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. And it is a movie party, so it's more relaxed. People are yes. expecting the you know. We don't bring the lights all the way right. down for the movie, and it's not gonna be blasting your ears because it kind of takes the place of an Alamo for all. Right. It's the same kind of style and setup. Uh, you just get the fun, interesting activities beforehand. Uh, and then you get to enjoy the movie together. So that's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday, the 23rd at 11 a.m. On Sunday, you got a couple things. Again, talking counter-programming. Sunday, you have the Young Victoria afternoon tea at 1 p.m., which will be fantastic, I'm sure, as always. And that is, the way you guys do those is you have a tea pairing with each, and you have a, was it a four, usually a four course? Uh, three to four courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the structure of how we lay out the food just kind of depends on, on the movie. Sometimes right. we've set it out as like all the food pairs well together, so you get the plate with the three items on it, and then your teas come throughout, uh, and everything's like really well done and paired together. Our, we have a wonderful corporate team who yes. puts these up. Uh, and it's always delicious. I get to come by and take pictures, so I get to eat everything. <laughs> and it's it's so good. So if you like the movie, haven't seen it, and you just want to feel a little posh for a second, this is always a fun. This is yeah. This is your Anglophile getaway yes. this weekend. And then opposite that, <laughs> actually, it's what? later in the day. But I, we talk counter programming here. Police Story is your Fist City double feature screening this month. That starts at five p.m. So you're showing. Police story one and two yes. back to back. And we're doing a double feature. We're going to put in uh we're gonna put in an intermission so yeah. you can stretch your legs and stuff. But we initially were going to show just the first one and there was a surprising amount of people. <laughs> like, no, the second one's better. Like, you should show a double feature. So we got the rights and we put this together and wow. if people respond. I didn't I I didn't realize that police story was a thing for people. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Well it's not a it's one of those that didn't it was pre-Jump to America version yeah. of Jackie Chan. So it's not a, like a, you know, because there were a few that they just redubbed, like Rumble in the Bronx and a few yes. of those were. Like this is like. But uh, this is this is before when, all of that, yeah. Yeah, when people were first getting word of Jackie Chan right. over in the States. Yeah, it, one of those where you had to trade the VHS back <laughs> and forth to find it. Somebody had it and so everybody just passed it around. Uh, so that's going on on Sunday. Also, Sunday night is the Academy Awards. We'll talk about that as we close out here before we leave today. Uh, Tuesday, February the 26th, you've got a couple things going on, and they're both a little, they're not your typical go to the movie theater fair. So let's talk a little bit about these and kind of explain them. The first one, Dream Big, is at 640. 
And yes. it says here, presented with O-Steam. I don't know what O-Steam is, so tell us a little bit about what this is. Uh, so th- the general idea here is O-Steam is an organization that kind of discusses science, technology, engineering, the arts, mathematics throughout the Ozark area. So the O would be like Ozarks? Yes. Steam? That makes uh, some sense. So they're going to come through and have a nice panel discussion afterwards because the movie is it's about engineering our world. That's right. like part of the title. So it's a PBS it's, production, right? It's uh, it's. I'm very, very excited to show this. We try to once a month do some sort of audience outreach, right? Style programming, and uh, this one is not only narrated by Jeff Bridges, so there's a plus. <laughs> but uh, the organization that we got with this one, it's it's going to be a fun, informative thing. If you like talking about technology or learning, this is a unique documentary. Only our Alamo is showing it. Like we picked this up and. It's like we're really running with it. We're excited to have a conversation. Well, and we, there's that natural connection with a local organization yeah. that can, like I said, talk afterwards about it too. So yeah, it makes that's sense. always fun. Yeah. It's really cool. We've gotten to pair up with a lot of organizations over the last couple of years, and uh, anytime we get to really engage the community, have people come in, discuss things they're passionate about. I think just that passion is enough interest that uh, people respond very well. So. It's cool that we get to continue doing these. No, I that's agree. really cool. Yeah. And then the YouTube Originals premiere screening of Wayne at 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening. Now, you guys did a little bit of like a sneak peek. Was it last month? We tried. Uh, they pulled it. Oh, okay. They were not ready. I think there was something to do with a song that they used. Getting the rights to... I, I'm yeah. not 100% certain. I'm telling I, stories I would, out of school. No, I would not. That, I would not be surprised by that story because yeah. uh, we had a similar issue at the end of last month. Okay, so. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Wayne, uh, they're, they're sending us a bunch of wonderful things for giveaways before the movie. Uh, I, ha- I haven't personally heard a lot about this. Uh, I don't keep up with... Uh, the YouTube yeah, TV I've series. Yeah, I've heard some, uh, but yeah, and it's yeah. all been positive. Yeah, so, yeah like the reactions have been great, and I know there are, like we're already selling tickets and they're yeah. moving, so I know people are passionate about it. Uh, if this is your thing, uh, we're excited. We've, we've gotten to do a few of these like television premieres. We did, uh, you did the Siren new True, a while yeah, back. True Detective. Yep. We've done both uh, Siren seasons. Uh, we did a special showing for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It is fun to kind of step into that television realm. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it's a companion piece to movies, I think. Yep. Uh, uh, well, and it seems like the lines are getting blurred more and more, especially yeah. with this year with Roma. You know, yeah. kind of, yes, it was in theaters, but... You know, and Amazon has had the discussion about you know do we just continue to do we just pull it? yeah so so yeah the lines are blurred a little bit so anytime you can go out and you know if there's something that you're passionate about or that you're into the season premieres coming up yeah go with like minded people to the theater and Media discuss it Media exists in all different forms and it's kind of cool to see them in different locations it's, absolutely it's pretty cool to get to see one of your favorite TV shows on the biggest screen possible so absolutely full of other people that yeah. are into the same show absolutely that's a treat. Uh, Wednesday night, a couple of fun things. Uh, you got the Blazing Saddles 45th anniversary movie party at 640. Yes. 
it feels like it's almost like we don't need a reason to have a Blazing Saddles party, but we I guess, throw I guess we kind of do. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to find a reason to tie it in, you can, but this you really don't close need to. This selling yeah. out, too. This is crazy. Uh, People love Blazing Saddles. Yeah. I'm curious how much it is Springfield that loves Blazing Saddles versus <laughs> everywhere else because, man, every time we do a uh, Blazing Saddles party here, it is the Navy turn Seals up. They the love Midwest. it. <laughs> Mel Brooks is very popular. And uh, add by popular opinion by popular demand you've added another screening of Romeo and Juliet yeah. Romeo and Juliet at uh, 7:20 on Wednesday evening those tickets flew off the dang shelves yeah for <laughs> so, so we, I uh, yeah i know that uh Baz Luhrmann correct yeah. i know he's got quite a following oh absolutely and then rounding out the month, we normally don't talk about next Thursday but since next Thursday is the 28th of February let's finish it up You've got mail, Champagne Cinema this month at six twenty. Um, this is one where your ticket price includes a pour of champagne as well. So it's a good way to wrap up the month of February. It's been a, it's let's just call it what it was. It's been kind of a rough month weather wise, and yeah. with the flu season kind of picking up, and but uh, yeah, hasn't been the best. You know, again, a rough start at the theater. But this is a way to kind of come in, bring some friends, bring a significant other, and just. Have a good time and finish out your February on a positive note. Yeah. Plenty of things to watch. I mean, they're not kind of blowing the doors off the box office or anything. Right. These are the types of movies that kind of hit on all different demographics. Exactly. And even in the same day in some cases. Yes. Um, so that's going on. Plus, don't forget, you guys can come out and catch the trivia nights every Tuesday evening in the back lot. And don't be shy karaoke in the back lot on Wednesday evenings. There's always a reason to come out to the Alamo Draft House, but get your tickets early because, like we've discussed, a lot of times these special screenings, the tickets will sell out early. Some of them, as we've talked about, already have. Um, if they haven't yet, by the time you hear this, they will have in some cases. So you need to get your tickets early. You can buy tickets through the Alamo Draft House app on your mobile device, whatever your device is. If you don't have the Alamo Draft House app, Go to your device's app store and search for Alamo Drafthouse. Pretty easy. You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield, or you can get tickets in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening. You need to get your tickets early, or you might not get tickets when you show up on the day of. You can find all of these events and more on your Facebook page. Just search for... At Alamo Spring Mo. And go to the events page, and you can find all of the events coming up, most of, if not all of. March is already up there. I bet she finished it up most of March before she took off for Austin. So you can come and see. And I know some folks already have been eyeballing the month of March. Our listener comments this week, Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd on YouTube. They are a local to Springfield uh, YouTube channel, YouTube content creators. They're a lot of fun. I know they're top brass here at the Alamo as well. They said they made it out to the Moulin Rouge movie party this year. It was great and so much fun, and they agree. Sarah has so much fun with these and really gives it her all. She rocks. Sarah is the one that does a lot of the uh, musical movie screenings and has a good time with those. Uh, Plus, we are already fans of the Cherry Bombs, so anytime to see more of them, we are in. What are the Cherry Bombs? You have any idea what the cherry bombs are, David? No, I don't. <laughs> They're referencing. Okay, I imagine uh, <laughs> it would be a dancing group. Is it or a, or a? I didn't know if it was like a well, something on the menu for that show. Or 
yeah, if they're seeing them and not saying that they're drinking or eating them, I'm guessing they must be a person or persons. So the cherry bombs apparently were part of the Moulin Rouge movie party. We're glad that uh, they are there. Tom and Lacey came just for them, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, Video Vortex sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like the type of schlock that they used to put up in YouTube in the days before Do You Nerd, like back in 2006. Uh, they are still talking about our Valentine's Day discussion. Uh, Lacey and her sister both liked Fool's Rush In. And I'm not going to say anything more about that because it sounds like they're taking umbrage with my talk of Fool's Rush In. So, hey, if you enjoy it, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Tom really likes the reception and the relationship between Wade and Vanessa and Deadpool. There often seem to be movie moments like these that, despite the memes, legit make for a better love story. So that's good for them. They are looking at uh, Captain Marvel, but they're also looking at From Dusk Till Dawn, which is, again, on the Facebook page. If you look at the month of March, you'll see all the special screenings, not just the new releases like Captain Marvel, but all the special programming coming to the Alamo in March. So be sure to check those out. Coming up this week in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network, this weekend we are back in the home studio for the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Uh, we may be live streaming that. Our plan right now is to live stream that. We were going to do it last week, um, but we had to cancel because wintry weather kept us from getting together. So the way this will work at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, you go to our YouTube page, and you can find that on our website or on social media. And as we are recording the podcast, we will be taking your comments as well. So you can type whatever you want to say in the chat, and we will read those comments live as we go. Afterwards, after we turn off the recording equipment, we always stick around and do a little Q&A afterwards for however long, however until the questions stop coming. So <laughs> we've had some uh, spirited discussions in the post-recording, still live streaming, doing some Q&A with some folks. Um, we will not go into all that here because that no, no. is not all. That's no. not an all-ages discussion. No, but, no, no. Uh, we're going to try to do that on this Friday. And this Saturday, we're going to be live streaming. We are actually donating. We're giving the use of our YouTube channel over to help a local cause. Uh, the Christian County Library Foundation is hosting a trivia night fundraiser on Saturday night. And we are going to let them live stream that on our YouTube channel. So, again, a lot of reasons to check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can find the link directly there on our website. Or, again, we'll have that up on social media throughout the week. And next Thursday, we'll be back out here at the Alamo Draft House talking about how How to Train Your Dragon did. We'll be looking forward to all the new releases, and we'll be taking a look at some of that special programming throughout the month of March next week when we get back here on the Backlot by Alamo Draft House. So be sure to subscribe to Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when those new episodes are available. Also, be sure to tell us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. What are you going to see this weekend? Tell us your thoughts on whatever you saw. If you have thoughts on Alita Battle Angel, let us know. If you have thoughts on How to Train Your Dragon 3, let us know. If you have thoughts on anything we've discussed, let us know. Uh, And if we use your suggestion or your recorded comments, we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. You can tag us or tweet at us on Twitter. We are at PGTC Podcast. You can tag us or post to our wall on Facebook, facebook.com slash popgoestheculturepodcast. You can email us your suggestions at popgoestheemail at gmail.com, or you can call and leave your recorded comments on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to use and include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and more, including where to find us on YouTube this weekend at popgoestheculture.com. 
And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. All you have to do is remember one thing. Search for at Alamo Spring Mo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> whatever else we can think it's the all guys. David's now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Two weeks you've gotten to my do it. line. <laughs> you can uh, download the Alamo Draft House app again. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store. Or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or just come in and stop in anytime. Yeah. Just come to the front and ask to talk. Just say hey. Ask if you can meet David. Can I talk to that guy on the podcast? It'd be 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, sign the headshots. And yeah. That's what you need to do. You need to have a stack of, stack of photographs on the edge of your desk. Does so when people come in. Signed, yeah, just hand them to him. Just I was like, ah, stamp I don't, them. I'm thump, busy. Thump, thump. There you go. <laughs> Can awesome. I get a picture? Uh, no, well, <laughs> yeah, selfies are another 20. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to come out to the Alamo Red House. Again, something going on just about every night of the week. Something for everybody. Counter-programming. If you like your afternoon tea, come on out. If you like police story, just come out the same day. Those crowds will have time to not interact with each other. You, one will end before the other begins. So uh, There will be, be a fight. Because <laughs> they could rumble. I've seen some of those uh, Anglophiles rumble before. That's it for this week. Anybody got anything else? Uh, power washed Russian doll. Great, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a good man. I power washed Umbrella Academy because I got paid to. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't get paid to, but I did the same <laughs> You power washed it, too. It's a good excuse. Yeah. If you get a chance, get paid to watch Russian doll. It's a treat. That's It's amazing. So yes. Fun. I have started it. I've, I'm going down the rabbit hole with it. I just have to get caught up a little bit. It doesn't hurt that it's only like 30 minutes long. So. Yeah, yeah, like each exactly. episode's like 25 to 30 minutes. And there's and only, there's, what, eight of them, I think? So Something like that. Yeah, yeah they just... Yeah. You just yeah, go right through them. It's Which is why, yeah, they they did that on purpose. They know how to make you binge watch it. The question is, I hope it's, I hope it gets a second season. Uh, yeah, there's some questions I need answered. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was that, like, "No, they're not going to do a second season." I was like, oh, "It says season one. Like, you wouldn't release it with the title season one on there if it's not going to." It would say mini series. Anyways, I it's agree. Great. Limited series. Yeah. yeah, she's doing pretty good. And there's, it's a good enough story. I think it'll, and people like that new, original I, content stuff. Yeah. So, and I haven't heard any complaints about it. No, I mean, I've heard nothing but like. And you know what they did? What they released that on Groundhog Day weekend. Did they? I didn't even realize. Just saying, happy death day to you. Yeah. <laughs> That was There's smart. to think about for 2020. <laughs> just step your game up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it then for this week's show. <laughs> I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. And Kida with Mopots 417. And that's it. Come see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Later. Goodbye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.